nations where unknown forces strike the edge of ecology. So it's been a very challenging few weeks going into the new year 2021 for myself and Peter. We've um, sadly lost our father who passed away on New Year's Day. Um, his name was Michael. And we've obviously been spending most of the year so far dealing with with his affairs and having to sort things out along with our sister and his brothers. And it's been a time of reflection and grief for us. And from my perspective, it's it's the first time that I've had to deal with the loss of a loved one and and experience the grief that you get when you lose somebody close to you, whether it be a, a parent or a partner or a relative or friend. And yeah, it, it's a very odd feeling. Uh, it's not nice. Of course it isn't. You go through bouts of real deep emotion and then you kind of, I, I found it comes in waves. The, the emotion tends to come in waves. And that's what I've read a lot, uh, a lot of accounts of dealing with grief. It does tend to come in waves and you have all these different stages, which is, is quite well known as various stages of grief, denial, etc. But that isn't really what I wanted to mention. I just wanted to do this episode really to discuss some experiences I've had that I found quite, quite notable in terms of just receiving subtle signs from from our dad and I'm I'm a firm believer in consciousness surviving death and not not necessarily spiritually uh, minded person I'm not necessarily religious but I'm a real believer in the scientific application of the nature of reality and studies that people such as the the late Michael Talbert used to do uh, in books such as Beyond the Quantum and The Holographic Universe, which were books that I read when I was at uni. Um, wasn't part of my course, but I read them at the time because they were at the University of Sussex Library. And I really enjoyed them and remember finding out about them through David Icke and went off to read them. And also more recent researchers such as Anthony Peake, who I'm a big fan of, who... Uh, we actually recorded a talk he gave at Changing Times, I think, um, a couple of years ago. I can't remember the exact date. I think it was about two, three years ago. But you can find that on our website if you search Anthony Peake in the search box of the information.podbean.com. But just basically people who believe that there is a, 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 a there is scientific evidence to, to back up the theory that consciousness is separate to body and is some kind of sort of epigenetic constructs that transcends death and is separate to matter so i've always so going into our father passing away and i should just mention i suppose that the the death of our father was caused by wasn't covid it was uh, it was age really and it was essentially he's um he he did a tough physical life in his early years, he was a plumber, very practical, uh, physical, hands-on type, and brought up during World War Two. He was born in 1938. So he lived into his 80s, his early 80s, 
and he 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 yeah he he worked with asbestos etc and unfortunately that meant that he he had lung problems copd being the main one main issue and it caught up with him uh, by the end certainly in 2020 uh, the last six months of that year um, he really did start to decline um, he was very capable physically up uh, up until about june of 2020 and then he really started to deteriorate and the last couple of months um he was he was in a wheelchair when he whenever he went out pretty much and took it went everywhere with a walking stick and this time last year he would have frowned at the idea of going out for a walking stick he would have said it was something that an old person would do so it, yeah the decline was uh, quite dramatic but in the last uh, few weeks, yeah, he, he really did succumb to the COPD. And I don't want to go off and talk about COVID as part of this episode too deeply, but it was interesting how the hospital dealt with, with him. We had mixed messages when he was in on the wards and he, we were told that he had COVID at one point and then we were told he didn't have COVID and and then I think we were told that well, my sister called the hospital at one point to ask for confirmation of of how he'd passed away, and a nurse said it it yeah it was COVID it was COVID and then my sister said well hold on that wasn't what we were told the other night we were told it was pneumonia, and the nurse hadn't even checked the notes she just assumed it had been COVID which I thought was quite alarming and and well it it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't surprising but alarming at the same time because I think this is going on a lot in hospitals at the moment and I'm not blaming NHS staff I think they are very busy and we saw that firsthand in the UK but at the same time it did feel a little bit like they were making assumptions shall we say um, but the nurse in question then apologised and said that they needed to check the notes came back and said, oh no, sorry, it wasn't COVID, it was uh, pneumonia. So things like that didn't help. And we were concerned at times that that they were going to mark COVID on death certificate. And they didn't know. We now have the death certificate and it, and it was uh, bronchial pneumonia, which we think was... Um, probably exasperated by the fact that he had COPD. Um, he was just struggling. His lungs were giving up. We got to be with him. And we say our goodbyes, which was really important. And hold his hand the day before he passed away um, on New Year's Eve. And it was it was odd um, timing, having somebody pass away on New Year's Day, New Year's Day in the morning. I think about 7 o'clock in the morning. Because that day in the UK was an odd day. It it, it represented the uh, obviously New Year's Day, and everyone was hope, hoping for twenty twenty one to be a better year than twenty twenty. So there was this, although it wasn't a very cele- celebratory mood out there because everybody was locked down. You could still hear the fireworks, and you could it, there was a lot going on on the beach in Brighton in the UK, for example, and. It, 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 there was a bit of a sense of it being a New Year's Eve celebration, but it was very dampened and solemn in in some ways. But also it was a, a Brexit event. It was the beginning of the end of the uh, transition phase or the transition period. 
so from June 1st of this year, sorry, January 1st of this year, I mean, we, we, the UK is now out of the EU and the transition period is over. So all these things were going on. It was sort of like this turning point for the country and very much the end of an era and the beginning of a new era. And that timing, that timing and definitely, definitely didn't go, um, uh, um, without without note from my perspective i remember thinking at the time it's it just seems a bit symbolic seems a bit significant to the the timing of this um but i i wished my dad happy new year's happy new year's day and that uh before we before we let him walk away from his ward and said goodbye to him which i was happy with but anyway I wasn't really going to do an episode like this, but things happened after my dad passed away. So from about January 1st onwards up until now, mid-January. The first thing I think I noticed certainly was that I definitely sensed his presence around me for the first few days. And uh, I'm not sure if Peter had a similar experience. I think our sister did. And... It wasn't. It was subtle. It's. It's never. It's not like a ghost film or something where you see an apparition or anything like that. I mean, I. I, There are reports of things like that happening. People would see ghosts and stuff. I mean, I didn't. I've not had that, but I definitely did get a sense of his presence in the area uh, around where he lived, and he lived there for almost sixty years, the same property. So, when I went there, I was by myself. And I opened the door and there's a staircase leading up as soon as you go through the front door. And I just sensed his presence looking down at me from the staircase. And it, it, yeah, it made me very emotional. And I had to stand by the door for a long time before I went up the stairs. I felt this, I I didn't feel frightened, but I just felt like I was being watched as, as if he was beckoning me in. And he was lingering. He was he was unsure what to do, perhaps, or just waiting for something. Um, I don't really know, but I, I I felt it. I felt this deep sense that he was there. And another thing that I thought was a bit odd was pigeons were congregating on the roof of his property outside his what what would have been his bedroom, which is where he slept for like I say, almost 60 years on and off. And that doesn't sound odd by itself. It just sounds like some pigeons on a roof. But as um, our sister's partner said, it, it really birds only tend to do that if there's a heat source. So in winter, they would tend to do that if there's heat coming from the roof and they're, they're not silly. They, they're attracted to the warmth, same as, you know, seagulls, etc. But uh, there was no warmth because the place wasn't heated. There was no central heating. It was actually ice cold. So I found that odd. And also the fact these pigeons were congregating on his section of the roof. And it was a shared block of a roof. A roof that went along for about 10 or so houses. So all all interconnected, not not semi-detached. So... That seemed a bit odd, um, and I noticed that as soon as I crossed the streets, went to the property, all these all these pigeons 
outside the property and some of them flew onto the roof as I walked in I saw them all fly onto the roof like they were sensing some energetic change in the air and it just felt like a sign I don't really know what sign um, or, or maybe not even a sign it was more that the pigeon sensed some energetic change perhaps going on um, but anyway when I was in the property I got this sense that he was there and that sense of sort of evaporated like it like he dispersed or he sort of faded away and as I went up the stairs <clears throat> I walked around and looked from room to room yeah I sensed his presence had kind of gone like he had just been there for a brief period just to see me in and that in itself doesn't sound like much um and many would argue that that's just in my head and I could perfectly accept that that's how it comes across but unless you've experienced something like this when you've lost a loved one um it's hard to really explain why it feels so so real um it, it it's not it's like a sense it's like an intuition you get when you have these experiences can't really put a finger on it but that wasn't all that's happened. Um, I mean, I, I've also experienced some interesting... I've, I've keeping a spreadsheet of some of these because I found them so interesting. I didn't want to forget about them. But, for example, about a week after my, my dad had passed away, I was sitting by myself in my flat listening to some classical music and I was quite emotional. And it was about midnight. or well, actually, it was about half midnight. It was... It was a Friday night, Saturday morning, and I I decided to, I was going to call it the night after the bit of music I was listening to was on. It was Beethoven, uh, G, I can't remember the exact name of the track of hand, but it was a, it was a piece of Beethoven uh, that I, I think my dad liked. I've never, I never heard my dad listen to it, but I think I recall seeing a, a record that he had. And it was this particular Beethoven track. But when it ended, I I got this real deep sense of emotion. And then suddenly I heard this mechanical buzzing or ringing. And it was mechanical. So the first thing I thought, well, it's not my phone. Because I thought it, at first I thought it was my phone going off. But it wasn't. It was physical mechanical ringing and I, I just couldn't fathom what the hell it was. And then it suddenly, it, I realised that it was an egg timer going off in my kitchen cupboards across from where I was sitting. And this has never gone off, ever. I've never used it. I got, it was a gift that somebody gave to me about five years ago. And it's just sat in my cupboard, um, just dormant. And I, I didn't even think it worked, or at least it needed batteries or something. I wasn't even sure how it did work. And I went walked over to investigate, and it was just going off. Um, and I and I'd stopped it. I had to bend over and sort of physically grab it and turn it. It's like a sort of mechanical mechanical system. And I realised that it was right next to a blue tin car that I'd got from my dad's, and that had been at my dad's for decades. He used it to store nuts and bolts and just random clips and all sorts of things. Very useful for just storing things spare screws etc and it was one of the things I'd taken from his property that week and I'd used it for the same purposes and put it underneath my uh, kitchen sink in a, in a cupboard and this egg timer just happened to be right next to it 
and it was going off and I, I felt at, at, at the moment that happened I felt a really intense sense of presence in my kitchen that he like he was there and I just said thanks dad um I just said it out loud and I just really felt like he sent me a subtle sign just to say yep yeah, I'm around or I'm okay or just to acknowledge to me that he was uh, he was uh, he passed on and and he was still very much around or or existing in a new form his consciousness was still still about but had had moved on and so where you know it's unclear but that that made me feel comfort and um i felt i felt a lot calmer i felt ever since then i've personally felt a lot calmer um accepting of the fact that he's he's passed away and that was about a week ago so that was a powerful one and other other very minor things but not necessarily that minor when you really think about them uh, he had a friend who i remember he used to see a lot of in the 90s and i didn't know any contact info for this particular person they weren't on facebook or anything like that and if I'd have really delved in I could probably have found something eventually on his computer but I want I was a bit it was on my mind that we weren't necessarily going to be able to get this person's contact info to let them know that our dad had passed away and I happened to my dad happened to use to collect Christmas cards and well not collect them but he he would never throw them away so he had years and years worth of birthday and Christmas cards all in a, in a big pile in a front room. And I decided to gather them up and put them in a sack. And I was going to take them to the tip and obviously put them in the cardboard section. And uh, randomly I decided to put my hand in the sack and almost like a kind of tombola style I just sort of moved my hands around in there, dug in deep and just grabbed a random card out, out just to see who it was from. I was just intrigued. And it was from the friend in question. And it was from about 10, 15 years ago. And it actually had their email address on it. And I thought that was pretty incredible. So I emailed them that day. And I wasn't sure if the email would still work, but it did. And they replied. And they were very, very grateful for the message and they sent me a lovely email uh, with some memories of, you know, associations that they had of our dad. So that was very powerful. And again, I just felt like it was a weird bit of serendipity or something where uh, I somehow our dad had sort of said, made me, well, not, not made me, but subtly suggested I should dip my head, dip my my hand in the sack even, could have put my head in as well. And then just pull something out. And then the fact that it had been the card from, from the friend in question, just felt like there was some sort of um, unearthly interaction going on there, some intervention of some description. Subtle. But, but possible and done in a way that um, you can't prove that anything happened there that was supernatural. But at the same time, the, the odds are extremely un, unlikely for it to have just been coincidence. <clears throat> that's, my, that's my take on it anyway. 
And yeah, that they were the main ones. I mean, the other one I had was I uh, was thinking of him when I was walking down a, a, a sort of cul-de-sac street area. No one else around, but lots of parked cars. One sleepy Sunday morning last week. And some uh, car indicator light just went off on a parked car as I walked past it. And I looked around and there was no one around. And no one in the car. No one by a house aiming a key, you know, in key uh, electronic key for about it or anything like that. It's very subtle, I know. Um, but sometimes you do reach. And, I, and I'm not saying that that was necessarily much, if anything. But I'd been thinking about him very deep. You know, I was very emotional as I was walking down this street. And that happens. And I don't know. It just felt... Again, sometimes when these things happen, you just get this feeling in the air, like something has happened, or there's been some sort of energetic change in the atmosphere around you that's allowed for something like that to occur. And this is common. It's a common experience people have when they've lost a loved one, that you get these odd things happening. And yeah, I, and just in general, a sense of presence. When I've been in my car driving, I've often felt like he's been sitting in the passenger seat and then been there for a few seconds or a minute or so and then just gone again. Just things like that. He didn't really travel in my car that much, but there were times where he had been in the car uh, up until quite recently. So it felt like something was 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 going on there when I was with him. But that was all about a week ago, a week after he'd passed away. Um, so nothing much has happened since then. I feel like there were just these little signs from him during that initial period of deep grief where he just wanted to make sure that <clears throat> that I was aware of what was happening. I'm not sure if my brother's Peter has had anything similar. Not had a chance to speak to him much this week because we are in other news. Um, we've both co- we've both tested positive for covid and um, it, that's been an interesting bit of timing. Um, at first, it felt like it was uh, awful, awful timing. But because of the rules in the UK, we've had to isolate for 10 days as a result of both testing positive for COVID. And we think we probably caught it as a result of either going to the hospital or <clears throat> some other. Or we don't really know. It's the short, it's the long and short of it. But um yeah, we could do a whole ask, uh, episode on that, really. I don't really want to combine the two into this podcast episode, really. But to cut a long story short, we have had to isolate. And I've treated it as actually... It's been quite useful as in terms of being able to grie- grieve uh, for, for the loss of our dad and to, to reflect and things. And we got a lot done last week, which means that it isn't really... It, it is a there is a bit of a, a state of limbo and we do need to carry on doing things when we're out of isolation with regards to my dad's property and things but we did get a lot done before so there's that um but neither of us have come down heavy with symptoms so we don't really know what to make of it at this stage is all i'm going to say but our family have also caught it and some of them have had, have reported very bad colds so it seems to affect people in different ways and that's what the study seems to suggest in terms of immune systems and everyone has a different different level of, of ability to fend it off and it could be anything, it could be to do with vitamin D, it could be to do with any type of um, immune system booster you use, who the hell knows. 
Um, but yeah, that's just been a factor that we've had to accept has been part of this, this odd stage in our lives. <clears throat> so yeah, that was it really. Um, so it, it's just um, odds when you lose when you lose somebody somebody close to you. Uh, you do get these strange signs, and I don't know if maybe it's because if you request them and you need them, they happen, and if you don't, they don't happen. I really don't know, but I did need. I did really put some. So I did put a kind of request out to the universe to get something. I wanted some indication that he was he'd passed over and he was still around and he was he was at peace, but he was still very much existing but just in a different different way different plane of reality and I feel like I got that and that gave me a great deal of comfort um so yeah Michael Paul uh, he was a great bloke um pro- old school proper old school gentleman type um very different brought up in very different times in the 19 late 1930s and post-war Britain, um, where everything was, it was a make do a men's culture coming out of the war and then very much a time of recovery and quite dark in a lot of ways, quite grim. But then I guess entering into the 1950s and that it was, there was a lot more promise, a lot more of a sense of, um, enthusiasm and hope in the air for greater times and prosperity and, it was just a much simpler time in many ways. I mean, I'm looking back at the pictures and one of the things our dad was great at, one of the many things, he was very physical and very talented, practical guy, but also he, he, he was a very good photographer and yeah, amazing. Some of the, some of the pictures that he's taken over the decades, quite comforting seeing them, but you do get the sense that the world was such a different place. Even up until like the 1980s, it was a very different place. Um, Everything really did change uh, from the mid-90s onwards. Um, and the catalyst of that change is, is well, it, it, we all know it's most likely been the internet and the advent of mobile phones, etc. really has changed the way people behave and the pace of life in general. But anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's just, re- that's really all I had to say. Um, and yeah, it's just... Uh, it's probably something that many people can relate to is you get these these subtle signs from from your loved ones when they when they pass the information where unknown forces strike the edge of ecology.